Welcome to the Brisbane Property Podcast with your hosts, Melinda and Scott Jennison from Streamline Property Buyers, your local Brisbane property specialists. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Brisbane Property Podcast. My name is Scott Jennison, the Acquisitions Manager here at Streamline Property Buyers in Brisbane. Yes, welcome once again to the Brisbane Property Podcast. You're listening to Melinda Jennison, um, and I am the Managing Director here at Streamline Property Buyers. Now, as always, we've got a uh, packed episode today, and we are unpacking the listing volumes at a suburb level to help buyers who are out there in the market in Brisbane right now understand where is it hardest to buy, where are listing volumes the lowest, um, and we're going to try and get an understanding of why that might be the case. So we're just going to talk through some of the data that we've obtained from realestate.com.au listings. We've looked at every suburb across the greater Brisbane region, and we're going to help you understand the top 10 most difficult suburbs to buy in and the bottom 10 uh, most difficult. So in other words, the easiest suburbs to buy in based on the volume of stock that's available for sale right now. And we always, we always, we've been talking a lot about when we do our updates, obviously, of the amount of people that are out and about, the listing numbers and things like this, that. So that this will give you a little bit more of an idea what we look at. Um, obviously, being um, a lot of data here, I, I guess I can't go without a quick weather update for people, but um, I, it's funny up here, the weather at the moment, I, I think uh, a lot of people have talked about we're going into drought. And I think this summer it's been either hot or wet or hot and wet because mm. it's just the humidity and the rain is, uh, it's just been, it's never ending at the moment, it feels like. So um, that's my weather update for you quickly on, on the Brisbane pod, Property Podcast. And um, let's jump into some listing numbers. So it's interesting when we look at this information, and as I mentioned earlier, we do look at listing numbers compared to the amount of people buying that supply and demand side of things, and knowing Brisbane very, very well. And um, this information that we've we've um, put together here um, is quite interesting to talk to. That's right. And I will shout out to Pauline, who works with us, who has collated all of this information for us. We've got spreadsheets and spreadsheets and spreadsheets of data that Pauline puts together for our team to leverage from. Uh, we obviously educate ourselves based on what that data is saying. And we do like to share some snips of this information with the wider audience that we have through this podcast so the information that we're going to be sharing with you today is based on data that's being collected from realestate.com.au. Now, for every suburb in Brisbane, we can extract the number of properties that are available for sale for the last month, and we can also extract the number of properties that are available for sale over the last 12 months. So we have extracted all of that information for every suburb across all of Greater Brisbane. And today we're going to just share with you a snapshot of some of that data. Now for our team, we've actually extracted the information for all house values across every suburb in Brisbane and also unit values. But for today's episode, we're just going to talk through the house data because we won't have it sufficient time to cover the unit information as well. So as we're running through this information and as we unpack those areas where it's hardest to buy in Brisbane right now based on the number of properties that are available for sale, we, we are basing this on the fact that right now over the last month throughout January, the number of properties that were available for sale in that 
four-week period as a portion of the total number of houses that sold in that suburb or that were listed in that suburb over the period of 12 months. And that gives us a ratio of the volume of uh, listings right now compared to the average listings over a 12-month period. Obviously, this will fluctuate month to month, but we're wanting to bring you the most accurate and up-to-date data. And that's why we are sharing this with you right now. So if we jump straight into it and we'll we'll look at the tightest area, and this is um, Greater Brisbane, okay? So we're, we're covering Greater Brisbane all over here. Um, and the tightest property um, with the least amount of properties to be um, available with four properties available in the last month is Rock Lee. Yes. So Rockley is um, an interesting suburb because it's a very um, small suburb in terms of the number of houses that actually are available. And Rockley is also an area that has a lot of very significant flood impact. So when we look at the last 12 months, uh, the number of listings that have become available over that 12-month period has been 65, but in January, just four houses available for sale. So if you... Um, consider that the number of buyers, um, which will change month to month, uh, but if the number of buyers in a market at a particular point in time are fighting over four properties versus 10, what you generally find is that you'll get upward pressure on prices. So this is where getting out and about, understanding how many people are turning up to properties, understanding how long you're having to line up to before you can get into a property and understanding that buyer depth or that buyer demand actually makes a big difference in overlaying the demand side of the equation with this supply. So this supply is just one part of the equation. So if you're shopping in Brisbane right now for property and you're in one of these locations that we're about to run through today, get out and about on the ground and understand the demand side drivers and you'll know whether there's going to be that upward pressure on prices simply because of really limited supply as well. So the next property we're looking at um, houses available in the last 12 months is Upper Mount Gravatt, which had nine properties available in the last 12, uh, sorry, last month, I should say. Um, and for the last 12 months, had 94 houses. Yeah, so as a proportion of the the 12-month average, um, about 9.6% of properties were available in Upper Mount Gravatt just in the last four weeks. Um, so really tight supply in this area compared to a lot of other suburbs across Brisbane. So Rockley is the tightest supply area and that's followed by Upper Mount Gravatt. So um, interestingly, Upper Mount Gravatt will also have um, some units and townhouses. So again, we're not sharing that information with you. This is specifically housing data that we're going to be running through today. So if you are a buyer shopping in Upper Mount Gravatt, you may have found it a little bit more difficult in the last four weeks to find suitable properties available for sale compared to other months over the last 12 months. And if you're shopping in Yorongapilli, um, you'll probably find it very tight because there was only one available in the last month and 10 in the last 12 months. Yeah, pretty tight suburb across the board, really. And again, another small suburb here. Um, there's not going to be a high volume of houses in this particular suburb. So when we're looking at the volume of listings in the last 12 months, it's not surprising that there's only been 10. But this is actually really relevant for you as a buyer also, because if you have been looking for a new home and you are looking in Yorongapilli and there's only been 10 listings in the last 12 months alone, 
if those homes are not suitable based on your requirements, there's a huge opportunity cost of staying out of the market over the last 12 months. And you'll know from our previous episodes in our market updates, just how much price movement we've had in the last 12 months here in Brisbane. So this is where getting an understanding of what you're looking to buy and what you might be prepared to compromise on can often save you tens of thousands of dollars by getting you into the market faster. And some buyers, they may be less likely to compromise on the house itself and therefore a compromise on location might be necessary. And with only 10 properties in the last 12 months actually becoming available in Yorongapilli or those that were listed on realestate.com.au, um, that's really tight supply. So the next next property we're looking at is Belmont and Belmont had five properties available in the last month and 44 in the last 12 months. So that represents about 11.4% of stock being available in the last month compared to the 12-month average. Um, again, pretty tough if you are looking in Belmont Belmont to secure a property because uh, there's going to be that high volume of buyers potentially vying for only five properties that become available for sale over an entire four-week period. So, you know, this is a function of our um, overall tight supply market here in Brisbane. We often talk in our podcasts about the fact that listing volumes are between 30 and 40% below our long-term average. And that's information that typically relates to all of Greater Brisbane. So there's definitely going to be pockets where you've got more elevated supply and areas like these that we're running through right now where that supply um, shortage is even more acute. And this is why it's important for you to understand some of these metrics. So then we, the next one, we're out on the, the Northwest area. So Fernie Grove, Fernie Grove had eight properties available in the last month and 69 in the last 12 months. Yeah, pretty tightly held suburb. And I believe from the most recent um, census data, we've got about 80% of the demographic there being owner occupiers and only 20% investors. So a lot of the buyers um, very competitively um, find, trying to, to compete for homes, family homes in this area. So with only eight, uh, that's two per week over a four-week period uh, that are becoming available in that particular suburb. Um, and knowing because it's an area that um, we've had a buyer in just in the last four weeks, it has been tough and it's mm. been a very competitive market in that particular suburb. So, uh, yeah, listings in the last four weeks represent about 11.6% of the listings that have been available over the last 12 months. So, again, um, one of the tightest supply areas in all of Greater Brisbane. And very, very similar to that is Cinnamon Park. And Cinnamon Park um, had eight as well um, in the last month and then 68 over the last 12 months. So very similar to uh, Fernie Grove in numbers. And Cinnamon Park is um, an area off the Centenary Highway or that Western Freeway out in the western suburbs of Brisbane. So again, um, not a lot of stock available. Uh, if you've been shopping in Cinnamon Park and you're turning up at open homes to see the volume of buyers, you can weigh that up to determine whether there's actually going to be that upward pressure on prices based on very tight listing volumes because it doesn't happen uniformly across all of the city. We're giving you the data based on the number of properties available for sale. My best advice is get out on the ground to get an understanding of the current buyer depth 
to determine what direction prices are likely to move. And in a similar area, the next one, Chapel Hill. Chapel Hill is in the western suburbs as well. Um, Chapel Hill last month had 19 properties available and in the last 12 months, 145. Yeah, a lot more transactions um, coming through over the 12-month period in Chapel Hill, larger suburb as well. So 145 listings on realestate.com over the last 12-month period, but 19 of those representing only 13.1%. 19 of those coming through uh, throughout the four weeks of January. So uh, again, larger suburbs, potentially the, the buyer numbers are more spread out because it, there's, there's going to be obviously more properties available for sale in an area that has more homes. Uh, but it's important to get an understanding of that local demand to to determine whether you're going to see that upward pressure on prices. And the next one, which is just before you get out towards the Fernie Grove area, we've got Capera. Um, Capera, 12 properties available in the last month and 87 in the last 12 months. Yeah. So again, these are the top 10 throughout all of Greater Brisbane and Capera is included in that top 10. Uh, 12 properties available for sale. So on average, three per week over the four-week period. Uh, seems a lot better than um, some of those suburbs where there may be only one or two properties available. Uh, but when we look at that as a comparison to the 12-month um listing volume, uh, only 13.8% available in the last month. And I think when we do a comparison at the other end of this podcast for those areas where we've got a lot of listings coming through as a portion of the whole 12-month um, volume, it's going to give you a different snapshot view of where there's going to be more choice for buyers and where potentially we're going to see less upward pressure on prices. So if we round out with the last two, we've got Logan Central and North Ipswich. So Logan Central eight available in the last month, 12 months, 83 available, and North Ipswich, 13 in the last 12 months, uh, sorry, last month, and 109 in the last 12 months. That's right. So um, these are the only two suburbs in the top 10 that are outside of the Brisbane City Council region. So obviously Logan, Logan Central is in the Logan Council region and North Ipswich is in the Ipswich Council region. Um, and each of these locations are also showing very tight supply in the last four weeks compared to the overall 12-month average. Um, so we do expect when we've got that buyer volume in these locations, we do expect that buyer volume to potentially put upward pressure on prices. Now, of course, there's other factors that come into play. Buyers must be able to afford to pay more. Um, we must actually see that level of buyer con uh, competition aligned with affordability in these locations to see that upward pressure on prices. And of course, that's where working uh, with professional buyers agents, or in fact, if you're an investor working with qualified property investment advisors will help you understand why some of these metrics matter when it comes to selecting an investment grade location or why some of these metrics matter when it comes to understanding the direction of a market that you might be purchasing a home in, because that is all information that you should be considering as a property buyer. So the next lot of properties we've got here, um, suburbs, with, with suburbs <laughs> so I should say, um, are a few more listings, I guess, is the easiest way to put this one, um, where we've got more listings compared to what we've got at the bottom end um, of the tight listing numbers. Yeah. So these suburbs, and we're going to run through the top 10 suburbs where there's much more choice right now compared to the 12-month average. And so again, we've run the numbers for every suburb in Greater Brisbane to determine which areas have a higher portion of listings 
over the last four weeks compared to the 12 month average. And these are areas where you need to um, try and unpack the reasons why this might be happening. For example, if you're in locations where you've got more listings on realestate.com in a given month, is it because it's taking longer for those listings to sell? Is it because the buyer volume is not in those locations in order to uh, purchase those properties? There's so many different reasons that this could be happening. And then it comes down to understanding the market at a local level to determine the reasons behind the numbers. I'm always an advocate for property data. You know that I talk about property data a lot, but I'm also an advocate for overlaying data with local knowledge and data alone can be completely misleading. It's how you interpret that data and overlay it with what you're seeing on the ground that makes the most sense. So if we if we work from um, we'll work towards I guess the the highest number of changes. Um, so Highgate Hill um, has had 14 properties available in the last month and 29 in the last 12 months. Highgate Hill just on the south side of the river, just above South Bank there, West End area. Um, some areas of Highgate Hill have some fantastic views back towards the city. That's right. So actually an area with a very high median value for houses. And remember, we're still talking houses. There will be some um, other property types within a lot of these locations, but all of this data relates specifically to house um, volume or house listing volumes. Uh, So yeah, 14 available uh, for sale in the last month compared to 29 over the last 12 months. That's 48% of stock just coming through in the last month. Now, This does not take into account whether that stock has been on the market for some time or whether it is a new listing, but this is the total volume of properties that were available over that period of time. Um, So it's it's important for consumers or for buyers to to understand why this could be occurring. So the next one, um, just on the north side, um, out near the the racecourse, um, racecourse road up through Ascot. Ascot had 24 properties available in the last month and in the last 12 months had 49 available. Just under 50% of stock um, on the market in the last month. Um, Ascot, again, uh, will be a suburb with a very high median value compared to a lot of other suburbs around Greater Brisbane. Um, so a lot of stock available on the market in the last month compared to the 12-month average. Um, similar to Highgate Hill, we need to try and interpret why this is happening because these locations, a lot of the locations that we're running through now are locations where the median value is a lot higher. So we could interpret that in a number of ways, um, which we're going to attempt to do um, as we move on. Okay. And the next one, you could pretty much throw a rock if you were at Ascot um, and you'd land in Hamilton. So right next door to um, Ascot is Hamilton. Um, there are a lot of units in Hamilton down in um, the uh, the foreshore and along the river as well. Um, so quite a lot of units in some sections of Hamilton. 28 properties available in the last month, 57 in the last 12 months. And just to clarify, that's 28 houses available and 57 houses available over the last 12 months. So that's 49% of stock just in the last four weeks alone still listed on the market on realestate.com.au. So a lot of prestige ha- Prestige houses in Hamilton, uh, a lot have either river or city views as well, um, and a very high-end suburb with a very high median value once again. So we are seeing more stock start to accumulate 
in those top three suburbs that we've talked about where we've got areas with very high median values in Brisbane. So is it because the buyer volume at this level starts to thin out? That's the question that you can answer by getting out on the ground and understanding how many people are turning up to open homes in these areas. Yep. And then we head out to the west uh, a little bit. We're going out to Mogul. Mogul had 26 properties available in the last houses, I should say. I keep getting that mixed up. Um, 26 available in the last month and 48 in the last 12 months. So that's now more than 50%, 54% of the houses that have uh, been available for sale over the 12-month period. Um, there's, yeah, 54% of them have been available just in the last four weeks. So again, what's happening out in Mogul, if you are a local out there or if you're a property buyer out there, uh, you'll have a lot more choice uh, for properties that may be available for sale. So if you're turning up to open homes and no one else is attending those open homes, that may be a function of lower demand and high supply. Buyers become more diluted in a suburb where there's a lot more choice. So again, important for you to understand if you are a property buyer looking in this location. And in fact, any property buyer can look at the listings in a particular location at any particular point in time. Um, and you can exclude those properties that are under contract from your search. And you can simply do a count based on the number of properties that you can see by scrolling down through the suburb that you're uh you're searching. That's going to give you an indication of the number of properties available or the listing volumes for that suburb whilst you're actually looking for a, a property to buy. And that's potentially how you can get to this more specific number around what the, the competition might also be looking at. And the next property, um, just out near Suncorp Stadium, near the Forex Brewery, we've got Milton. Milton had five houses available in the last month and nine in the last 12 months. They're pretty tight in Milton. Yeah, super tight market with only nine homes or houses available for sale in the last 12 months in the suburb. Uh, really, really low listing volumes across the suburb as a whole and five of those available throughout the last four weeks. So, you know, the question to ask there is, are the five that are available right now long-term listings that have been sitting on the market and have not yet sold or are they new listings? And you can obviously read much deeper into the data if you are interested in a particular suburb. And that's, of course, what we do here at Streamline Property Buyers to help our buyers understand the market in more detail, especially property investors, but also home buyers because it does dictate the direction of a market in a particular location. So Milton, very tightly held, um, across the last 12 months um, and, yeah, potentially, you know, more than 50% of the properties that have been available over the last 12 months still available today. Yep. So the next one um, to the north out on the Bay Area, um, we've got Shawncliffe. Shawncliffe had nine houses available in the last nine uh, last 12 months and uh, last month, I should say, get mixed up with the houses now, um, and then 16 in the last 12 months. Shawncliffe is a very small suburb as well. So the total volume of stock in this location will be lower than a lot of other surrounding suburbs. But yes, surprisingly, 56% of the properties that or the houses that have been listed on the market in the last four weeks, um, you know, that's 56% of the volume over the last 12 months. So uh, yeah, very tightly held suburb, low listings over the last 12 months, but uh, there appears to be more choice for buyers right now compared to the 12-month average. So if you're looking in Shawncliffe, um, there might be more 
for you to choose from right now compared to the long 12-month average. And then still on the bay, but a little bit further south, we've got Manly. Manly had 27 homes available in the last month and 47 in the last 12 months. Yeah, this one's an interesting one because the, uh, being a Bayside suburb, um, that seems like a high volume of, of listings and it seems like there's a lot of choice for buyers out in Manly right now um, with only 47 over the last 12 months, but 27 of those uh, being available for sale in the last four weeks. The buyers will definitely become more diluted there. So potentially there's less upward pressure on prices in some of these locations. Um, Again, if you are a buyer out in Manly, you'll get an understanding of how um, diluted the buyers are becoming when there's 27 properties available, 27 different choices for buyers. If you're turning up and not seeing lineups, it's an indication that buyers do have more choice and therefore the supply side is elevated Um, if the demand is consistent, you you typically don't see as much upward pressure on prices. And there's not a lot of choice when you go to Lutwich, which is the next one. Um, Six properties available in the last month, houses available in the last month, and nine in the last 12 months. Yeah, again, Lutwich is a location where you've got a lot of higher density units. So again, we're looking specifically at house numbers here. Um, And with only nine properties over the last 12 months becoming available as listings on realestate.com.au and six of those still available or available in the last four weeks. Yeah, that's 66% um, of of the buyer choice coming through just in the last four weeks. So another um, interesting trend, um, and that is the suburb that's had the no, I lie, there's one other. (laughs) There's one other suburb that's had um, more properties in the last four weeks compared to the 12-month average, which I'll get to next. But uh, Lutwich coming in in second place in terms of the buyer choice right now compared to the 12-month average. And again, as we mentioned earlier when we talked about Brisbane City Council area, so that is um, then we move down to the next ones, which are Scarborough. Scarborough's in Moreton Bay. And then it, it had 56 houses available in the last month and 109 in the last 12 months. Yeah, so that's out on the Redcliffe Peninsula for those people that um, uh, understand the Brisbane layout, uh, Moreton Bay region, Redcliffe Peninsula. So Scarborough, 56 properties available in the last four weeks. There's a lot of buyer choice out in Scarborough um, and 109 properties for sale or listed for sale in the last 12 months. So that represents more than 50% again of the, the choice for buyers coming through just in the last four weeks. Again, uh, more dilution and therefore less upward pressure on prices in these types of locations at a suburb level. And our next one is in the scenic rim um, it is. Yeah. area. It's Boona and Boona had 19 houses available in the last month and 39 in the last 12 months. Interesting, this one, because it is a a smaller uh, country town, I, I guess you could say. Um, but yes, with just 48% of the, the the stock in the last 12 months coming through in the last four weeks becoming available for sale. And again, uh, we haven't looked into the reasons why, you know, w- whether this is due to old listings um, that continue to accumulate month on month. Um, we have not dissected the data further other than just reporting on the raw numbers. But uh, if you are shopping out in Boona for um, a beautiful country abode, then you'll have more choice right now than you will have over any previous months over the last 12-month period. And probably will if you're in Chambers Flats. So Chambers Flats is in the Logan um, Logan City Council area. It had 18 property, uh, 18 houses available 
in the last month and 24 in the last 12 months. Huge, huge volume that um, have been brought forward in the last four weeks. So that represents 75% of the 12-month stock. So again, a huge volume of, of choice for buyers compared to the, the last 12 months in this particular suburb. And it is going to be a reflection potentially of the direction of the market, especially if you're out and about on the ground and you can see the volume of buyers. Remember, property prices are always driven by the balance between supply and demand. So when you actually see properties or areas at a suburb level where supply is tight. And one measure of supply is the information that we've shared with you today. And that is the number of properties available for sale. When supply is tight and demand is high, typically that puts upward pressure on prices and providing you've got buyers with the capacity to continue to pay more due to um, fewer affordability constraints, then you're going to see those buyers potentially um, compete more to buy limited stock. On the opposite end of the equation, when you've got areas where you've got more houses available for sale in a particular location compared to the long-term average, but the same volume of buyers shopping in that location, that buyer depth is more diluted. So you get fewer property or fewer buyers per property, and that does not put as much upward pressure on prices. So I hope that that um, information and breaking down that information for you gives you a better understanding of how different certain locations can be performing within a market. And Brisbane is not a single property market. We often talk about Brisbane as um, one thing. We talk about Brisbane data as one set, uh, but it's so important to understand that Brisbane is made up of so many different areas. And we often talk about on the, this podcast, the fact that different locations will move in different ways at different times based on local supply and demand metrics. So we've really given you a snapshot view today of how you can measure that local supply metric. And we've also talked about what you can do by getting out and about on the ground to measure the local demand metric as well. And I hope that's been helpful. Yeah, I, I, that's... Um... Obviously, this data is, is very, very valuable for us, um, but then also that on the ground, as you mentioned, getting out, seeing how many people are turning up. This will be interesting to have a look at again when we move forward. If we see listing numbers start to increase and we get Pauline, who does a fantastic job, um, to to redo this later on and have a look at it again and we'll compare it compared to where we are now um, if listing numbers do increase, which we're sort of hearing some agents talking about more properties coming. So... Fingers crossed does that, that does happen for all the buyers as well. Um, again, thanks, Pauline, for all the information you've put together. It is always valuable. I know that Melinda gives you so much work to do when you do that. So thank you. Um, look, as usual, I'll let Melinda wrap it up. It's been great talking from a nice, humid Brisbane, as I mentioned earlier. Um, I'll let Melinda wrap it up, and it's been great talking. I'll talk soon. Bye for now. Thank you once again for joining us on the Brisbane Property Podcast. As always, if you've enjoyed this episode, we would love for you to share with your family and friends. Please also take the time to leave us a review. It does help other people to understand the value that we can provide in our weekly episodes. We look forward to bringing you more episodes in the future. Until then, bye for now. Thanks for tuning in today. Please remember everything we have spoken about on this podcast is general in nature and we always recommend that you obtain independent advice in relation to your specific circumstances. If you liked today's episode, don't forget to subscribe or leave us a review on iTunes.
And of course, tell your friends about us. If you would like to get in contact, please visit www.brisbanepropertypodcast.com.au or email us at info at brisbanepropertypodcast.com.au. Feel free to send in any questions and we will try to answer them in future episodes.